Welcome to Coaching Culture, the podcast where we discuss how we can use sports and not let them use us. I'm J.P. Nervin, the founder of Thrive On Challenge, and the mission for this podcast is to connect leaders in athletics to help us create a transformational culture by building leadership and character. Now let's get started. All right, welcome to episode 27, Applying Principles in Coaching. My friend and mentor, Jamie Gilbert, defines true mental toughness as living by your principles, not according to your circumstances or your feelings. I love that definition, but it's a lot easier said than done, right? Principles of intrinsic motivation, growth mindset, leadership principles, um, different ideas uh, to improve your team culture, all these things um, can be great and they can sound great. But applying those to our team, applying those to our context, applying those um, to our coaching behaviors is where the real challenge lies. Still, principles are principles, and we've got to find a way to apply them. How do, my question for you is how do you apply the principles you learn? The principles you learn when you're reading a book about leadership or coaching or, or teaching, the principles you learn when, or the ideas you, you pick up and when you listen to my podcast or other podcasts, when you read a blog or when you attend a coaching clinic. For me personally, I found that I had three issues in this. And I'm curious if you have a similar experience. My first issue was when I would hear something or read something, I would go, man, that is great. But then I would forget all about it. Now you're driving in the car, you're listening to my podcast, or you hear some other podcast, and, and, I, and you know you think, boy, that's a great idea. But then all of a sudden, uh, you go about the rest of your day and you just forget all about it. And then you might remember it about a month later, but by that stage, it's long gone. Another issue I faced was when I would attend a coaching clinic or read a great book. I would get a load of great ideas or these great principles. And then I would just try to do it all. Or there would be so much there that I would just kind of go into shock. Uh, I didn't, wouldn't know which one to do. Um, so you either try to do them all or you, you just become overwhelmed and you don't end up doing any of them because it's so overwhelming. The third issue I'd face is I wouldn't know how to apply. It's like everybody knows typically what good nutrition is. But applying that within our lives can be so overwhelming because we can be so far away from good nutrition. We can have such bad habits. Um, but the reality is the principles are there to guide us. The principles are based upon science and research and also sometimes just experience of those that have been through, that have been through it. All right? They've been through whatever um, circumstance they may apply to. The art of coaching is in applying the principles and ideas. How do you apply them? Yes, coaching, there is a science to coaching. There's a science to leadership, but there's also a large part um, that is art. And that art to coaching and leadership is how we apply them. And it looks different based upon the player, the level, the gender, and our own individual circumstances, and our own personality. But we improve these things. We apply these things through trial and error. You know, I think about uh, my, my mother, and she has been struggling over the last five years with uh, hip infection and had over four different hip replacements. And yes, uh, health, these doctors, they are relying on science. But there is also still an art to these, uh, what these doctors are doing. There was no sure answer. 
and they had to constantly try different medications out to, and um, antibiotics out and see how the body would react because she isn't like anybody else out there. Everyone's different. So while there is a science even in, in, in to um, the medical field, there is an art to, to being a doctor. And the same comes with leadership. Wouldn't it be great if we could just follow some instruction manual to build our team culture? But the reality is it's a very organic process a lot of the times. Yes, you can pick up these principles. Yes, you can pick up these really cool ideas. But how do we apply them? Well, it's going to be a lot of trial and error, a lot of failure. And we got to start failing quickly and failing often because that's the only way we're going to learn and that's the only way we're going to grow. You've got to train those coaching behaviors. You've got to train your ability to live by those principles. So where do we start? You start simple and you start small. It's about 1% changes. Starting simple and small is really hard, especially when we feel so inspired by some speaker or some book. So you've got to have a system in place, all right? A system for learning and applying. You've got to create this system. Mine is actually pretty intense as I read about over a book a week. I write blogs. I create this podcast. I speak to teams, coaches, parents. Um, and I'm writing my first book, and I haven't even finished my first book, and I've already started writing my second book. So you've got to have a process, a simple process for learning and applying. Uh, The first step for me is about reading or listening, attending clinics, right? So you read a book, you read a blog, you listen to a podcast, you attend a coaching clinic, you're you're diving into the information. Step two is to take notes on that. You need to have a, a system of taking notes that you can reflect on and go back to. For me, I have a handwritten notes, but most of my notes are eventually put into Evernote, which is a online clouding cloud system that I can access with great ease uh, on my phone and on my computer. The third part uh, is the journaling. You've got to devise a system to reflect on the principles and ideas that you're learning and how you might further apply these. For me, I have a variety of ways that I journal. One is electronically um, through Evernote. Also, I have a handwritten journal. I know some people um, carry around little mini journals with them. I have on my phone um, a little notepad always open for whenever I pick up anything, I can pop out my phone and and record a voice memo, uh, which I can later write out, uh, or I can just write down a few words of just something I picked up. So journaling... Um, is key to reflect on the things that you're reading or listening to or the clinics you attend. And then you got to go out and apply these. you got to test them out in your context. All right? You cannot practice or train in a vacuum. And when you try these out and you test them out, you have to be okay with failing. When things fail, it doesn't mean it was a horrible idea. It just might mean you need to tweak it. And that's why you have to then start to do the next step which is step five, which is to then journal again. You've got to reflect on the experience. You've got to train your thinking. And the sixth step is to just continue with this cycle. This continuous cycle of applying, journaling, reflecting, applying, that is the cycle to developing mastery, developing mastery as a leader, as a coach. And it's really never ending. Um, And so there's this whole big cycle of reading and note-taking and figuring out how you might apply those to your context, to your circumstances, and then actually testing them out. Failing, failing miserably, failing beautifully, failing often, um, then reflecting on that experience, applying again, reflecting, 
All right, so there's that big continuous cycle. But I'll add one last step in this system, which is to share, the power of sharing. That's what this podcast is about. I started blogging um, over a year ago, and it really didn't matter if anybody read what I wrote. What mattered was who I was becoming through the process. And I can tell you this right now, if nobody listens to this podcast, I still would have gotten a lot out of the experience. The people that I have had the opportunity to speak with, but also just finding a way to articulate my ideas has sharpened my skills, has sharpened my ability to communicate. Currently, I'm in the process of finishing up my first book. And I can tell you what, if nobody reads my book, it's not a complete waste of time because it has helped me shape who I am. It has been an incredible process, a transformational process for me of writing that book. And I know it's going to help me. And it already has helped me become a better leader, better communicator, better husband, better father. I encourage you to find one way to find ways to share, whether that be to start a podcast, to start a blog, or uh, just to contact and reach out with me or other coaches to just share your experience. Um, I think that there's so much value in that. It's a great way to serve other people. At the same time, it's going to help yourself a lot. So create a system for learning and applying all the principles and ideas that you pick up. Step one, read uh, books, read blogs, listen to podcasts, uh, attend clinics. Number two, take notes. Number three, uh, journal. All right, start reflecting on the principles and how you can apply them. Number four, apply them to your context. Fail beautifully. Fail often. Uh, number five, journal again. Reflect on the experience. Uh, make the tweaks. Number six, repeat, repeat, repeat. Continue in the cycle. Uh, continuously refining, failing, adjusting, tweaking. And number seven, share. Uh, be vulnerable. Share with others. It's an incredible experience. Okay, so one more thing before we finish up the podcast today, and it's actually about the podcast. When I initially started it, I wanted this to give every coach that listened to it just one little idea every episode, and I wanted them short episodes, five, 10 minutes long, um, that you could listen to and you could walk away with something you could implement, something you could apply um, that was practical. As I brought on guests, episodes seemed to get a little longer, and honestly, I started to get a little sloppy with that. I started presenting a lot of different ideas. So starting this April, I'm going back to what I believe made this podcast special from the beginning. Short episodes with one key idea that you can apply. A one percenter every day. One percent better by just listening to the podcast and then trying that out within your context. So that's my promise to you. April is going to be great as I'm bringing Trevor Reagan on from trainugly.com. Now, I'm breaking my conversation with Trevor into four episodes to four confined topics, uh, four things that you can implement within your program. Also, I'm going to start creating notes of the podcast. So if you subscribe on thriveonchallenge.com, you're going to get a weekly email, not just with the weekly blog that I write, but also links to this podcast and links to my notes from the podcast. That way, if you're like me, you listen to a podcast uh, in, in the car and while you're driving, you listen to it while you're walking a dog, you're doing the dishes, whatever it be. Uh, you don't have to be constantly pulling out uh, a notepad and writing these ideas down. You can just download uh, my notes from that weekly email. All right, that's it for this week. Uh, looking forward to next week where we are talking to Trevor Reagan from trainugly.com. Hope everyone has a great Easter weekend.